Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Playing Around. I'm your host, Paige Renee, and you do not have to listen to just me today. We have the ever-lovely Amanda Rose back on again. How are you? It's been a while. I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. How are you? I'm good. I'm just, I mean, trying to get through this year. I can't believe it's already... September. I know. Can you believe it? I know. It's it's it is unbelievable. But back to you. I so we don't have points but, um in the state of Pennsylvania where I live. Um and when I was in New Jersey for the Northern Trust, I was like, "Oh, I know Pages was points bet, but I didn't realize you were points bet. Like you were <laughs> everywhere. Like the TVs had the points bet stuff and I'm like, "It's my girl." Yes. So I ended up like downloading it and everything. So I was like, "I got I got support." Got support. Oh, That's awesome. Thanks. Like you are killing it out there. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun to do like so many different sports, but people, I'll get random people be like, I just saw your commercial and I still can't get over that. Like it's the weirdest thing. And like when I go to Colorado, I saw like a billboard of myself and I was just like Carrie Bradshaw moment, just having like, you know, where she's waiting to see her bus. And I was like, oh no, what are people going to write on them? What are people going to do? Are they going to deface me? Like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, no, it's been pretty cool. What have you been up to? Um, I haven't, I mean, I guess just work like now that golf's kind of winding down, we'll get into like the NFL and back into NBA stuff, but I've been kayaking. That's kind of like been my thing. I haven't really been playing golf. Cause I'm like, golf will always be there. I'll always own my swing. I'll always be good at it. Like right now I want to kayak. Like one of my best friends growing up, um, we were both new kids in kindergarten. So our families became friends and we've been friends for the last, you know, 21 years and we kayak together and it's a lot of fun. I just, I love being on the water and getting to be with nature and all freaky like I am so I gotta <laughs> ask though okay so in like every little like 
sport or whatever it may be. I found this out with like betting and golf. There's these like communities and mm-hmm. they're so hardcore about what they do. Yeah. Is kayaking like that where it's I like, oh, know. she doesn't have the right paddle. So yeah. she, we can't let her into like our kayaking club. <laughs> so Logan and I haven't gotten that far. Like we just got our kayaks in May. So we like just go out the two of us and really knew nothing when we first started and we like hit this really like bumpy patch and we almost like tipped over and we were like okay time to go you know wikipedia how to kayak and how to you know prospect a river and it's like reading a green which i really like you know when you go into a rapid you read it the way you would read a green like there's different places that you want to be and and it's so like that part's really cool i don't know about the gatekeeping in the community if anything is super crazy like i i'm sure they are I, I, I believe it, but like Logan and I are so low key. Like we just go out on our little kayaks on our little like calm river and throw out our fishing line. And we're like, all right, that's a day. But I mean, I'm sure there people are nuts about it. I somehow stumble upon kayaking TikTok. And so now- <laughs> Did you? I don't know how I got here and I can't leave it. I'm just stuck on it. Yeah. Uh, for people who are not familiar with TikTok, I'll, I'll, you'll watch one video and if you interact with it, or if you look at the comments, you are then just, I mean, submerged in like that community of things. And I must have watched like a one video and now I can't escape it. But there was this video where they were tipping themselves off of a cliff Mm-hmm. and it was insane and they were like underwater for like a second and then they were like ducks and they would just like push themselves back up and I'm like I could never do kayaking because I'm like you're stuck in this little boat you're underwater like I would have a complete panic attack I don't yeah. have a panic attack I literally kayak in like three feet of calm water with no alligators <laughs> around like people are like you're kayaking in Florida are you crazy I'm like I haven't lived there for three years I would not be kayaking on like Lake Okeechobee right now like that's not where I am I'm on a very calm river you know but yeah the rolling and the everything that stuff's nuts I actually just watched a Netflix documentary um called the river runner really cool this guy is like this guy Scott's like the he was kind of like the first of the kayak like extreme kayaking guys and whatever and it was just a really good um video because you learn about the kayak and yeah. you kind of see what goes into it I mean I'm not doing whitewater kayaking but the documentary on Netflix was so good I really enjoyed it and was like all right I picked I picked the right hobby this summer <laughs> this is now a kayaking podcast for anyone who's interested yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll discuss getting um, wet got- and wild with Paige there we go wet and wild with Paige and Amanda I think we should start our own kayaking podcast <laughs> so today in uh paddle talk and <laughs> <laughs> like we could just we could just it would be great it would be great but we'll get into golf which I'm sure everyone wants to talk about okay we have to talk about one of the biggest news items of last week and this unfortunately came right after I dropped my last podcast and I was very in support of this person but the tour came out and said that if you say the word Brooksy at a tour event that you will be kicked out I can't. so like, ridiculous but I, I can't agree. even say it with like a straight face because 
in the last podcast, I was like, you know what? I kind of feel bad for Bryson because if someone yeah. says that in a very, you know, unfortunate circumstance, I could see how it could be very frustrating. Yeah. But I never expected that the tour would be like, we're banning the word Brooksy from the premises. And if you say it, you're out. One, how are they going to be able to control that? And two, okay, how many other words are there in the English language? I'm sure they're going to find something else to yell at Bryson. I need to hear your thoughts on this because it is just the most bizarre thing I have ever heard. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's unfortunate that it's gotten to a point in like the bullying of Bryson. Like Bryson doesn't help himself. Like I'm a really fucked up person. So I feel like I've earned the right to analyze other fucked up people. And I'm like, I don't think Bryson's a bad guy. I just think he wants to be loved. I think he's weird. He says the wrong things at the wrong time. And Brooks is probably just, you know, Brooks is like, look at me. I gained 50 pounds of muscle. I straightened my teeth out. I have a hot, you know, fiance. Like, let's go. Let's beat this kid you know to to, to pieces and I just I'm just over it like there's you're adults you're 30 years old you don't need to bully some other kid no matter how weird he is but then like the fact of like the fans bullying him too like that's just it's just against the spirit of the game I I don't like it I mean I get that it's you know people like oh you gotta harden up but it's like yeah okay but I mean, this is someone's mental health. Like look at Naomi Osaka, like she retired or not retired, but she's taking another break from tennis because of the mental stress and the, you know, pressure she's under. And it's, it's like, I I hope it doesn't come to that with, with Bryson because you know, it's a lot. He hears it all day. I mean, I hear it all day. I was at the Travelers Championship, the uh, BMW and the Northern Trust. And that's all I heard. All I heard was Brooksy, 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 Brooksy. And it's just irritating. And I'm not even the one being bullied. But that's just me. Yeah, I mean, I don't condone any harassment. And then when it crosses the line where it's just not fun or funny anymore, then that's where I have a problem with it. I think with this whole situation, if Bryson was not involved in it at all, then I would probably feel really, really bad for him. You know, like with Naomi Osaka, I mean, she basically put the press, she she put out her, um, um, Oh, but she's not asking for it. Like, yeah, she's not asking for it. She never like, there was never like any back and forth. That's no, but that's what I'm saying. It was a great comparison because with Bryson and Brooks, there was that continuous back and forth. And I think they were doing it for the pit money. And it's kind of like, okay, if you're putting yourself out there, you know that what you're going to do is going to get hate. And, you know, when I first started what I was doing, I was all for anti-bullying and I felt like it was very unwarranted because I wasn't saying anything. I wasn't doing anything. You're just existing. I was just existing and it was happening to me and I felt like it was very unfair, but now I do deserve some of it. You know, like I, I will put things, I'll put things out there and I know I'm going to get a certain reaction from it. I know that there's going to be people who dislike a take that I have on Twitter, but Mm -hmm. I know that going into it. And it's almost like, if you can't take, he get out of the kitchen. So Mm -hmm. he can't say, I want to participate in this back and forth with Brooks. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes back on him, be like, I I don't want to deal with this. Go to the tour, say this is not okay. And then in his press conference, be like, I'm not bothered by this one bit. It's it's like, there's just a lack of honesty with him. And I think, Mm -hmm. again, this goes back to like why people tend to dislike him a little bit. He's not very genuine or authentic. I think if he came out in a press conference and said, you know what? this really fucking sucks. 
Like, mm-hmm. it's not fun anymore. We want this to be fun. We like the back and forth, but you guys are taking it a step too far. Like, let's do this in a fun way where we can still have that rivalry, but I don't like how this is going. And I think people would probably respect him a lot more compared to just being a bit fake about it. Yeah, I I agree. Like, I think it's another example of that is when, I think he was at the open and they were like, why don't you yell for? And he's like, I do yell for. What kind of question is that? And it's like, no, Bryson, actually you can take this time and say, well, you know what? Yeah, I haven't been great about yelling for in the past. I get frustrated. You know, I'm not really thinking straight. I'll, I'll be more cognizant of it going forward. And I want to say last week, the BMW on TV, I heard him yell for like two or three times. And that's the most I really ever heard him yell for. And that's great. But like, you just need to kind of own up to stuff. Like, don't don't gaslight people. Like, don't act like you're not doing anything wrong. Like I'm the first person to admit, I'm like, I say things that I don't always mean. Like I do stupid things, but like, I don't, I don't do it with malice. Like, and I don't think Bryson does it with malice. I just think Bryson needs to like, I don't know, maybe go to like a therapist or something. I mean, it helped me, like help him. I don't Same. know. But... <laughs> well, for therapy, but you're right. I think he just sometimes doesn't handle the situations in the right way. And I do feel bad for him because yeah. one, I, I don't think he can always control. It's almost like a Bubba Watson situation where like he's come out later and be like, you know, I was just dealing with a ton of shit and I didn't really like the way I was acting. I didn't really like who I was. And I don't know if Bryson's like that or if he is actually completely unfazed. I can't quite, you know, like figure him out. Um, but again, it's just, I wish his team protected him maybe a little bit more, or they like helped him through these situations. Cause I, we need him. We need Bryson in golf because he's something that we all talk about. He's good for the game. He's different. And I don't want him to be bullied to the point where he becomes this robot like everyone else out there. Like we need people who push boundaries, who say weird things at weird times, because then we're talking about, you know, Tony Finau's, you know, McDonald's run. And I don't want to talk about that. Like that's boring for golf. We need bigger stories. I know everyone's like, he went and got McDonald's at 3 a.m. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure he's the first person from Utah to ever be up past like 1 a.m. Like that's news in itself. But like, you know, I do that all the time. Like, like, did you meet me in college? I mean, (laughs) did you know me when I lived in Florida? Like, no, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I hope, I almost called him Brooks, um, Bryson, like kind of just chills out and kind of figures it out and like you said I hope he has the right people around him like I think it was telling it was it the open when he was like this driver sucks and the guy from Cobra was like all right I'm gonna put you in your place right now real quick sorry about that but it's like that kind of is telling like maybe his team also is like just put him in his place like don't fire him just give it right back so I, I don't know it'll, it's it's interesting whatever strategy is going on because you know with anyone else they, there's no chance that that company, that the club company would go out and say, he's just, he acts like a child. He acts like a five-year-old half the time. Like he's in, like, he's acting like a crazy person. So I just, I think that was really telling too. I was just like, I don't know. It was like dirty laundry. I don't know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> kind of liked it. <laughs> I did too, but it was weird. I was like, I don't know how to like react. And I don't think people know how to react to him either. But again, like these are all massive stories that have happened this year. I would say the biggest storylines of the year had always Bryson it's always surrounding Bryson because it's interesting and it's fun Mm -hmm. to talk about and it's something that's like different and new and so again I don't want people to get to that point where you know something does 
bad happened to Bryson where he, you know, just can't take it anymore and he wants to quit golf or he doesn't want to do it anymore because we do need him in the game. I don't think that the tour handled it the right way. I mean, just coming out and saying we're banning the word Brooksy and then no other actions surrounding it. That doesn't, that doesn't fix the big problem, which is harassment of Bryson, him not feeling either probably comfortable or safe or that he can do his job, but it's not the word Brooksy and the way that they worded it and the way that they put it out was just the complete wrong thing to do. Yeah. Like there is a way for them to put it out there without targeting Bryson and just saying like any harassment, any bullying, any name calling of anyone here, you're going to get out. I mean, you know, people, what was it? Someone said like, get in the water to Justin's ball. And he's like, you're out of here or, you know, JT's ball. And like, that's the thing. Like it should be more like that. It's like, you say something that pisses off the players, get out. Like they're, you know, at the end of the day, like the tour, like the lowest people on the totem pole for the tour are the fans like even though it shouldn't be that way they don't really care so it's just it's i don't know they, they should have just made it a blanket of like don't harass the players don't be a dick and you're good yeah well and then we saw a lot of players on social media making jokes about it and it, and even the tour i mean now the the players are you know making fun of bryson too i mean the, the way that they're i almost you gotta feel almost bad for bryson at this point no. so you had james hahn come out and say something lee west but all of these guys are coming out and like making fun of the situation and it doesn't even seem like yeah. they have really bryson's back except for rory said something nice about him but that was pretty much it i mean even patrick cantley in his pre- press conference said well kind of kind of deserves it you know by the way he's acting and yeah. you know the kind of the back and forth and that he wants attention this is what you get with attention so no one is backing Bryson right now yeah and the thing is Bryson's at least the only player actively that I know of right now who's denying all interviews from anyone that's not like PJ Tour Radio Golf Channel and NBC like no he's not talking to anyone I don't even know if he's talking to golf golf.com and I know they have a deal with him so like it's just no one else is acting like that it's like the media is like the media is not shitting on Bryson like anytime I tweet anything like I could just put a statement out like Bryson hit it right on 15 and people will be like why are you and the media shitting on Bryson why do you hate Bryson and I'm like I don't hate Bryson I'm just he did something and I commented on it. Like, like, I don't, it's just, people are just nuts. Like they're just angry. Like go take a Xanax. I know, but it, you know, it's interesting because you compare golf to other sporting events. And I touched on this a little bit. It's harder with golf because the fans are so much closer, but when you go to other sporting events, you literally like you suck chance will break out in a huge yeah. stadium against one player. That's just kind of normal in a sports environment. So if it you is. want more people to get into the game of golf. I know that golf is different. We need to, you know, up a quiet sport. That's the thing. Exactly. But like, we still want people to come in and have it be like a fun environment. Do you think that the golfers need to be a little tougher? Do you think that this is, you know, something that they want because they're profiting off of this. They're making millions of dollars by those ticket sales. So do they just deal with it? Or is this something that needs to change and like the greater good of, you know, keeping golf the way that it is? Both. I think it's, it's, it, there needs to be kind of like a transformation of the culture of just being a dick and like, yeah, yeah, you know, just being like that. Like, you don't need to be like that. Like 
Yeah. You're not proving that your penis is any larger than anyone else's by acting like a jackass. Well, it just you know, shows that the- your penis is small if you're saying yeah, it out loud. Exactly. Like, don't go drive off in your lifted truck in your tinted windows with your tiny <laughs> penis. Like, I just... <laughs> I, I think that there needs to be like that cultural shift of just disrespecting people. Like, like you said, the golf fans are so close. You can look the golfer in the eyes. Like that's the difference between golf yeah. and another sports that you can look them in the eyes. I mean, yeah. Okay. Basketball, you have, you can look people in the eyes, but it's loud. You don't hear everything. You're really just kind of listening to the court. Like you're listening to your yeah. teammates and whatever. And I just, I don't know. Golf is just, it's golf's not a, a place to yell. Okay. Like you can clap, but you don't even yell. There's no yelling in golf. I mean, that's just my take. Like I'm a very traditional person when it like comes to golf. Cause I don't really want there to ever be like a tournament where people are walking up to the hole and there's just, people are like blaring rap music or rock music or something like that's not my version of fun for golf. Like, I mean, if it gets fans involved, like that's great, but I'm like one of those people where I'm just like, let's just be respectful. You know, it's like a gentleman's game, just like with the Solheim cup when people are yeah. like, they should have conceded the next hole. And I'm like, that is the dumbest fucking take I have ever heard. We'll get into that a little bit later. Cause that just, was insane. But I, I get what you're saying. Like, stuff. yeah, I'm on the fence because I do like to be a little untraditional and to get more people into the game. I think it yeah. has to be like a, a mix of both of those, you know, mm-hmm. where there's more entertainment involved in, in it, because if you don't like golf, you're not just going to go and sit there and yeah. watch golf and be a bit boring. So there needs to be other things going on but I will say I have never stood in a crowd at a golf tournament and had someone yell like mashed potatoes or um Brooksy that would not turn me on in any way possible nothing like I would not be impressed by that guy and be like oh my god take my pants off he just yelled mashed potatoes and a crowd like that's my man like I would never do that and mm -hmm. I've been around other people and they all think you're an idiot so if you think that you want to yell something don't don't yell something stupid or mean because you just look like the jackass like you can yell things and have them be hilarious and funny and you can make the tour player laugh too so Mm -hmm. you want to yell be creative with it say something funny and like make other people laugh like yelling stupid things does not make you the man if you yell something that's funny the tour player's probably going to come up. They could probably come up and give you something or laugh or do something and have a positive <laughs> interaction. Then yeah. you getting kicked out. So again, I'm not like yeah. against yelling. If it's something that's funny and like kind of lightens the mood, then go for it. But don't be the jackass who yells like mashed potatoes, Baba Booey, whatever the fuck they're yelling now. And like, especially like Brooksy, be creative, oh. yell something different. Yeah. Do something different, better. I know, like like in Europe, you don't really hear the weird things they'd yell, but if they did yell, they'd be yelling things like free healthcare and cleaner <laughs> energy and like all that stuff. So I think Europe should start yelling just just to see like what we would hear out of them. <laughs> like beef stroganoff, like all these <laughs> fancy things. And we're over here yelling mashed potatoes, KFC. Like, no. and you're, like so fancy too. And, and it wouldn't be like a yell, it'd be just like politely talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm sure that's going to be a very interesting development for the Ryder Cup it will as be. well. Uh, I just, I mean, it's going to be rowdy there already. So kind of worried for Bryson, how people yeah. are going to treat him. I feel like even the USA fans are going to be against Bryson. You know what? I have a 
feeling that that will be a week that Bryson, as long as he plays well and isn't like talking about his world long drive stuff or trying to like practice 210 ball speed on the golf course at Whistling Straits, I think he could have a really good week. Like, was it the President's Cup when he was like up there singing with the fans yeah. or whatever in the stands? And like, he looked like he was having fun, you know? So I think like if he embraces the crowd at the Ryder Cup, they will so embrace him. And I think they want to embrace him. It's like, you know, Patrick Reed, he might not be able to be our like villain this year. You know, we might need Bryson, even though he doesn't have a great match play record. I think if Bryson just continues to play the way he's been playing and doesn't try to do anything crazy, he could actually be a huge asset for the U.S. team. Yeah, it'd be like his redemption tour. I mean, yes, because we would see that with Patrick Reed a lot where, you know, he wasn't very liked, but we everyone loves him during team events and he became mm -hmm. Captain America. And that was kind of his thing. And it would be cool to see Bryson turn that around, play really well and really embrace the environment. Mm -hmm. I would love to see, and I don't even know if Brooks is going to play because he had a wrist injury in the tour championship and he had to withdraw, which is kind of sad, but... <laughs> Brooks Bryson pairing. I think it would be amazing and it would just kind of bury the hatchet. They can move forward. I think it would be great. I you think know it'd be great. I agree, but I think that that's something you save for next year's President's Cup to get the viewers up. You know, just get yeah. more people watching it. It's like Ryder Cup, we're going to watch anyway. And like the Ryder Cup's too important. You know, it's like if they go out there and just suck together and lose nine and eight. Like it's the Ryder Cup. It actually matters the President's Cup. It's like, yeah, go ahead. Take Justin Rose. He was born in South Africa. Yeah, you can have him. Like President's Cup is kind of anything goes, you know? I know. So, okay. With the Ryder Cup coming up, everyone's been talking about who Steve Stricker is going to pick. I, I'm not too sure. Um, it's going to be very interesting now because if Brooks can't play, yeah. then they're going to have to find another person to replace Brooks. And then Patrick Reed was, as he would say, you know, fighting death in the hospital. Um, so I'm sure he's not going to be up to playing either. So there's now two more spots that I thought were going to be already taken. So the thing with Reed, um, when he withdrew from the Northern Trust, I went out and found someone on his team and was like, they have an ankle injury like what's going on they're like no he, he really did he hurt his ankle he wouldn't pull out of this one of the things that had like kind of given him the confidence to not play that week before getting like double pneumonia or whatever was knowing that he was going to be on the team so i yeah i would be absolutely shocked after like hearing that just knowing patrick reed's record knowing he's feeling better and stuff um i assume he'll be on the team but you gotta think with covid this year are they going to pick extra players like are they gonna have extra alternates or something just because like right before the uh, the olympics how many guys dropped like flies like yeah you know just before the british open people are dropping like flies so this will be interesting i don't know what the testing policies are going to be i mean i'm sure europe's are going to be a lot more strict than the u.s i'm sure they're going to be doing more testing stuff but um it'll be interesting I think with, with Patrick Reed, but I definitely think he'll be on the team. Okay. And do you think Brooks will make a recovery? I don't know. See, I don't know how bad the wrist injury was. Like, that's the thing. He has what, two, two weeks um, now yeah. from until that. So I think he will probably be fine. He's had the wrist injury in the past. Like, I don't, he's, I don't know. I think he'll be fine. I don't, I would be shocked also if he didn't play, but like you said, you never know, like it really could be bad.
But it was what he hit a tree root on um, a tree root, Sunday yeah. Mm-hmm. Then just retreat right after. I'm team Kevin Na. I think Me Kevin Nah should be on the team. He is one of those players that you would hate playing match play against because he just makes everything. I and I would oh just watch watching him walk in putts would be so infuriating. I think he he has to make the team for sure. He does. But I thought the pivot from it's like everyone forgot that Kevin Kisner was even a human last week. Like after after Kevin Nod like shows up and Kevin Nod's been so good this season. I think he's been totally underrated this season. Um, but it's like as soon as Kevin Nod starts playing well, people are like Kevin who? Who's Kevin Kisner? Who's Kevin Kisner? But I think I think Kevin Kisner should be on the team. I think Ke- Kevin Kisner, Harris English, and um, what's his face? <laughs> Sorry, Kevin Kisner. Um, uh, Kevin Knott would be a good, a good pick. I think those three would be good picks. Like the, you know, the U S needs to pick guys that are one going to play well and two going to get along with each other. And I don't really think the ego is there as much for Kevin Kisner and Harris English. I don't know about Kevin Knott, but, um, it's just like not as much ego there. I don't know. I think that that would be like a good little, good little addition to the team but yeah you know. I mean because everyone's talking about team chemistry and how everyone's worried about that because obviously like Patrick Cantley and Bryson have their thing Brooks and Bryson have their thing Brooks and DJ kind of have a weird thing and <laughs> everyone has the a team. weird thing with everyone yeah it's weird see so like you do need those guys on the team who are gonna like lighten the mood and make it more enjoyable and do you mm-hmm. think that not having Brooks on the team might actually be better for team chemistry you know what? That's a great um, question. I didn't even think about it. I, it really could be because you kind of notice it almost seems like Brooks is sometimes kind of like the instigator of stuff. He kind of is just like the bully. And um, yeah, like, was it? He took DJ's like training or whatever strength coach. He took a bunch of guys from DJ and stuff. And that he like met through DJ and was like, oh, mine now. So <laughs> it just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't like those kind of people but uh it might be interesting without brooks i'd have to look up his record i don't think it's anything phenomenal like in match play he's not you know like a sweep in the in the singles so i don't i don't know that's that's a good question what do you think i think it could both go both ways i think if he's kind of in a mood of wanting to instigate it could cause some problems i feel like he could tend to be more of like the ringleader mm-hmm. and so if guys want to be either like by Brooks then maybe they won't go out of their way to be friendly to Bryson and if Brooks isn't there then maybe they'll do a better job of like including Bryson because whatever way you you try to make this situation better it's going to be awkward between the two of them and like the team energy is just going to be a little bit awkward Mm -hmm. and I think removing maybe one person could be better but you know I don't know either of them well personally so (laughs) they could this could all be for show and who actually knows like what their real relationship is so it could be fine um I would love to see him on the team I think that mm-hmm. you know directing his hate from Bryson over to team Europe could be really fun <laughs> put all the hate on Paul Casey and then yeah yeah like having him throw jabs and you know watching him destroy them on social media could be really fun and I do like that part of uh, Brooks and I, I'm definitely team Brooks in the whole situation. So I would like to see him on the team, but by team chemistry, it could 
removing one of them, I think, would make it better. Yeah. I think removing Bryson would probably be the best situation, but you can't do that. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> Bryson's just playing so well right now. I know. Though. Like, he really is. Like, he shocked me going into the playoffs. Like, I really didn't expect much out of him because I really thought he was just going to be focused on this long drive stuff. And it's it's a different swing. And you know that. Like, you know, I'm sure people who have never watched World Long Drive have no idea. It's a different effing swing. Like, it's not the same swing you hit with your driver when you're trying to nuke it down a par five. Like it's a complete, it's a different sport. Like it's just different. So I think as long as Bryson just has his focus in the right place this week, he, or excuse me, the week of the Ryder cup, I think he could be a great, a great teammate like but also there's a lot of guys on the team that are just so nice like Xander who has a problem with Xander no one who has a problem with like actually if Jordan Spieth gets picked who has a problem with Jordan Spieth like or is he already is he is he automatically he's, or is he a pick I get he, so confused he's going to be a pick That's right. um okay. but he's pretty much locked in I can't see yeah, a, like, a, a team without yeah Spieth yeah, no, and, I can't. It, and it's like a shame this year we don't have Ricky. Is Ricky gonna be like at the event as a cart driver or something? I remember he said, like, no, he did. He he like offered. He's like, you know, I'd be there to drive the cart around. And I was Aww. like, you know, he's a good person to have there. You know, like there are so many great like guys on the U.S. team, but you just look at Europe and they just all get along so well. It's yeah. like they're all just kind of like with their crooked teeth and you know and, and I love them and I don't mean that in a bad way they just there's like this lack of ego there and it's just they're they're just more down to earth and I think that's why they're able they can really put anyone on the team and have a great result like they don't have to put the top 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 like they can you know have more leniency with their picks who's someone that's going to work really well with the team who's someone that gets along with people who's been in this situation before whereas America it's kind of like okay we just got to pick whoever's at the top of the, the, the points and in the Europe's points list is different too. They go off of, I think world ranking and race to Dubai points or something. And then, or like the Euro points and then the world ranking points. And then we go off of whatever other points. So it's, they have a different system. They have like a six and six or something. I don't know. Well, it'll be really interesting to see what happens. And like you're talking about, there's so much talent right now on team USA. Like there, there are so many great American players. And I saw someone mention this the other day. Well, yesterday, not the other day, literally yesterday. I saw this <laughs> on Twitter. Three years ago. <laughs> you, you, you do that. Or like my friend, I'm like, I've never met this person online. <laughs> just choked up my water. I know. I'm like, my it's like oh, I, saw, I read this cat. fact somewhere and yeah. it's like, I found it on TikTok. <laughs> Um, but I saw someone say that um Patrick Cantlay is the best American player right now and I don't know if I agree with that or not I know that he just won the FedEx Cup and the Tour Championship and the week before but it's like right now like as of today yes he probably is the best American player but as a whole no I think it's see that's the thing it's so hard to like figure that out with with players that are younger like that haven't been on tour for 10-15 years that haven't won like multiple majors it's like right now like golf is so cyclical so right this second Patrick Cantlay is playing the best golf of anyone come two weeks who knows who knows if that momentum if that energy is going to have worn off who knows if going into the Ryder Cup is going to like go off and play even better like it's just golf is one of those games where it's like everyone has such a short memory and everyone only thinks about the week before and whatever the week before's results were that's obviously what's going to be the next week and it's like no you got to you know take into account 
<laughs> everything else that, you know, goes into it. And you know that with the betting stuff. And, you know, it's easy to be like, oh, well, Kevin Ah played really well last week. He has to be on the Ryder Cup team. But who knows? Like maybe Steve Stricker's like looking at a formula. Like, you know what? He, this guy pairs better with five of these guys. So I have these options. And say someone gets sick with COVID or someone has to pull out. Like, so I, I just think like it's, it's just so hard to say like Patrick Cantley is the best American player right now. Like of all the players or whatever, it's just, it's like, okay, but we can need like, it's, it's, we need a longer period of time, but he does have four wins on the season this year. Yeah. So I don't know. And he's the only person that's been able to take down John Rom. Granted COVID kind of helped him in at the Memorial, <laughs> but he still took John Rom down this week and he held him off. Like John Rom was only one shot back with a two or three shot deficit going into it. So yeah, I mean, they were saying that about Xander Shoffley after he won Olympic gold. They're like, Xander's the what? best American player. And so it's like every single week, it's always changing. <laughs> I'm going to, it like hurts me to say this, but I think that Bryson has the, <laughs> it hurts. Like it actually, like I'm physically it's okay. it's hurting almost saying this. Put some ice on it. <laughs> When you look at potential, I think that Bryson has the biggest runway to be successful out of all of the U.S. players right now. And I think maybe that's why he gets a lot of hate is because people can see how good he actually is and what he does is different than other players. And it's impressive what he does. And I, I think out of all of them right now, he's going to win the most majors. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think Bryson just needs to be more consistent with his putter. Like watching yeah. him try to putt it, it uh, caves. Well, I was just like, dude, <laughs> you can't, he missed what six feet for 59, right? He made that putt. He wouldn't have been in the playoff, but then he went on to miss like two or three other four foot putts just to win on Sunday in the regular round and then in the playoff. So he just needs to figure out a way, way to putt. But like what he did with his, with his long game is incredible. What was it after the president's cup around the president's cup? He's like, I'm going to gain 50 pounds and I'm going to totally overhaul my game. And he did it. And he's won a major since doing it. So whatever he's doing is working. He just needs to learn how to putt. And chip kind of has chipping <sighs> hips. You know, it's, it's, those, it's the single length shaft that drives me nuts in his set. You can't chip with that. Like there, there's no feel like I get it. You're a professional. He knows better than I do about his own game, but I think that the, the shaft length has to be holding him back a little bit there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, his wedge game, anything from a hundred in, he definitely needs to work on that. It's like when Dustin Johnson was really struggling with his wedges and his putting, and then he kind of you know, got it all together and he was unstoppable. And I think we're going to see that from Bryson, but I think if he changes the, the length of the shafts, he would improve like drastically on his short game. Can you imagine hitting like a, a bunker shot with like a six iron shaft? I know. Even in just, even just in practice, like I'm sure there's going to be some benefit in practice from practicing with either a shorter club or a longer club or something just to kind of like I don't know. I, I don't, I, it freaks me out. I can't, I, I don't, I would not be able to pull out like a seven iron, the length of a five iron and be like, no, what club? Like, you know, I'm, I'm used to the length and the loft of the face. Like when I look at yeah. it, it's like a, it's a two for one kind of thing. I can't have one or the other. It's I, it's going to freak me out. I mean, it's been a really crazy year of golf. Um, an amazing year of golf. I would say this is one of the best years that we've ever had. And with the tour championship, ending congratulations to Patrick Cantlay for winning 15 million dollars mm. but what were some of your favorite moments of this year 
and golf. You know what? This year has been so fun. Um, I, you know, started the season out in Vegas uh, for the CJ Cup, and that was such an awesome experience getting to be out there without fans and just kind of getting to know people in golf a little bit better because I hadn't been out there because of COVID and stuff um, and doing it with Action Network. So that was really cool. So I want to say like CJ Cup was such a fun week. Um, you know, we had a great run in the winter. You know, so many players were playing well. We had a lot of European players playing really well January, February. I really thought we were going to have some insane like English takeover on the tour and then <laughs> kind of like but come June it kind of like wore down but all of the majors this year were incredible Hideki Matsuyama winning the first one and um what's his face <laughs> winning the most recent like it's just it's been it's been a great season I can't pick like one moment that I liked the most what was your favorite <sighs> I mean, Phil winning the PGA was just out of left field. That was crazy. That was just crazy. And that whole tournament too, with like the back and forth with Brooks and, you know, Mm -hmm. him, I mean, Phil almost completely choking and then still getting it done. And like Phil's year has been terrible. Mm -hmm. And I could say this because he's blocked me now, but his year besides that. Oh yeah. He blocked me, unblocked me and then blocked me again. So I can say whatever I want about him now, but his year besides that win has been terrible. So it literally came out of nowhere um, that he ended up winning there. So that was really one of my favorite moments. I would say all the playoffs that we had that playoff between Patrick and Bryson was one of my favorite playoffs that I've ever seen. Um, That was incredible, but literally every single week we were having a playoff. I love the first time winners. That was always fun to watch. I can't think of like one bad week of golf, even when it was like the fucking Wyndham championship ended up being a great tournament. Every tournament ended up being amazing this year. Yeah, no, I I agree. It is. It's hard to like, there were a couple weeks. I would say the last like kind of few weeks, just get like between the Olympics and just getting to the FedEx cup playoffs. And then, you know, trying to get to the Ryder cup. Like I've been kind of burned out. Cause I'm like, I just need like, I got watching. I'm not as excited to watch golf as I usually am. Like I love watching golf, but like right now I'm like, I just really want to watch the Euro tour. I have no interest watching the PGA. Like I just like, I need a break from like the same names, the same silhouettes. Like I just need something different. (laughs) No, I would agree with that. I'd say before we take a break, who was your biggest surprise of this year and biggest letdown player? Ooh. Biggest surprise. I want to say Colin Moore at Cowell. Like he's so talented, but then when he just went in and won the open, I just kind of, I was like, oh, like I knew he was good, but I didn't know he was a multiple different major holder, like as a 24 year old good. So I think that that was, that was exciting. I, I want to say one of the letdowns, maybe Patrick Reed, like after July, he stopped giving us draw or January, he stopped with the drama. So I don't know. I, I haven't really heard anything from him. So that's kind of a letdown. I do. I what do kind of you? miss that. Um, I would say my biggest surprise would be Harris English getting it done, like yeah. winning a lot and playing well consistently like week after week always being there I think he's a guy that you know not a a lot of people knew of before this year and he just was getting it done all the time um so I think that was a big surprise for me also Xander and Tony winning again after choking a lot it was good to see them win um biggest letdown Rory McIlroy he just like I love Rory 
I know. And I love Rory and I want him to play well. And I always have such high hopes for him to get it done. And he just isn't getting it done. And it, and it's sad to see because he gives the best interviews. He seems like one of the nicest guys he is. And you just want to root for him and want him to play well. And when he's on, he's better than everyone else. And so I don't know if it's like a lack of motivation or he just doesn't want it as much as he used to, but it's just hard to see him not always be at the top every single week. Yeah. I just think Rory actually speaking of just the, one of the greatest golfers, I think Rory is quite possibly one of the most talented golfers ever to play the game. Like I don't care if he never wins another tournament again. I don't care if he like, never does anything. He's so talented and he's such a great ambassador for the game. He's so thoughtful and the way he's able to admit when he's wrong, you know, he didn't, he wasn't big on going to the Olympics, you know, with the Zika stuff going on last time this year, he was like, I don't really want to do it, but I'm going to do it. And he got there. He said, you know what? I was wrong. I changed my tune. You know, it's same thing happened in 2010 when he uh, played in the first Ryder cup in his first Ryder cup. And he's like, I don't really get the hype, whatever. And he's like, this is the greatest week of my life. And, (laughs) and he made comments this week where he's like I don't know if I you know what a what a what a Ryder Cup captain really does because they don't hit the shots and I I think in 10 15 okay 20 years I think we're gonna hear Rory say you know what being a Ryder Cup captain is one of the greatest honors of my life and I you know help to build the teams and do this and and I I think he'll see that there's a lot more that goes into it and I just I love hearing Rory talk John Rahm's another guy who's been very thoughtful in the things he says like I really enjoyed listening to Rahm talk like he with all the with all the COVID stuff he never once blamed anyone he took responsibility he did what he was supposed to do you know he's like you know I, I went and got vaccinated afterwards and stuff which is great you know he said he did who knows we did but like his comments about it like I'm so sorry to let you like let everyone down I really hope to be back like all that stuff whereas you know Brighton's like oh I just didn't get the vaccine because I'm saving it for people I'm like we're not in Australia we don't have a vaccine shortage like you've been eligible for like three months if you don't want to get the vaccine just say you don't want to get again that goes back to what we were talking about where it's like like, we're gonna criticize you either way yeah just criticize the truth and let us respect that you're telling us the truth yeah, I agree like, with that too. And well, even when um, Rom can play in the Olympics, I, he's had so mm-hmm. many bad breaks I know. this year, and he's handled all of them so perfectly. Exactly. And I, and, I, and I don't know if like we expected to see that from Rom because he's like, he's, he gets really upset on the golf course, which is fine. He gets upset, and that's how he motivates himself. But he's I not don't really have a hot head this year either. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I was like, we always picture Rom as being this like hothead, can't you know control him? He's always respectful to his caddy, Adam. He's respectful to the people around him. I don't care if he gets mad himself. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Okay, so we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about Solheim Cup and a couple other things. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. 
refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all. Even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney. Make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. about women's golf which I don't normally do on this podcast and I get a ton of shit from you guys about it um you guys know that I've had my issues with LPGA in the past and I just feel weird sometimes talking about it because they don't always want me to talk about it but I've decided that for the betterment of the game that I should discuss it I put out a tweet uh, a couple days ago telling everyone about the Solheim Cup and you seem to enjoy it so we'll just keep continue on with women's golf. I have really been enjoying the Solheim cup. I think it's been, um, really great golf. I've loved the back and forth. There's been a lot of drama and it really seems like the players are embracing, uh, the environment and having, <laughs> having fans there yeah. and, you know, the people there too seem to be having like so much fun. And I don't think people realize how good these girls really are. They yeah. are in incredible players and I think if you put them on a course equivalent to men they're actually they're better as a whole uh because the courses they're playing are longer than the golf courses that the guys are playing uh there's a ton of research on it's actually really interesting uh but the golf has been incredible incredible yeah it's been a lot of fun to watch I have issues like watching team events because every time they like announce someone or do something, I get like goosebumps and my, like, I feel like I'm going to cry. And I like, <laughs> I'm like, this is really weird. Same thing when I watch the Olympics, like certain things, I just have to turn it off. I'm like, I, I love it. Like I love to watch it, but I need to get past like the, like, I don't know. It just, it makes me like too emotional. I don't know. I'm like broken, but it's been a lot of fun to watch. I mean, it's, it's the Solheim cup. So there's always some kind of like, rules controversy but I mean it keeps things interesting yeah we got to talk about that so team Europe um they got a little bit of trouble so there was a putt from team USA that was hanging right on the lip and team Europe went and picked it up before the allotted time so you have like seven or ten seconds before 
10 seconds before the ball um, could drop in or not. So you just have to leave it there. And she picked it up before that. And so uh, they determined that it was a loss of hole. And this caused quite a stir on social media, um, mixed opinions. I was surprised with how many people were saying that Team USA should have conceded the next hole. So it would have evened everything out, which is just bizarro to me why would you do that i mean she picked the ball up before yeah she picked the ball up before the allotted time that she did the wrong thing i know it probably wasn't there was any malice behind it or she probably tried to do it to or maybe she i I don't know i mean why would you pick it up i don't know because it didn't look like it was hanging over there was no chance that that ball was going in the hole I mean, yeah. I like saw close up of it. And it was like maybe two millimeters hanging over. I mean, it, and it was, it was just such a stupid thing. Cause it, Nelly, I don't think Nelly thought her putt was going to fall. So when she gave her the putt, Nelly didn't even care. So I just, I think that was ridiculous. I think it was a bit of an over eager rules official. I, I don't, I don't get it. So do you think they should have just handled it as is like she picked up the ball. That was, you know, her saying it's good. And moving on to the next hole. So you, you yeah. think the rules official shouldn't have gotten involved in that? I, I, I don't think the rules official should have gotten involved. Um, but then again, I mean, golf is a sport that's, you know, governed by rules. However, it's like a self-governing sport, right? Like if you think that there's an issue, you call a rules official over. Like you don't, I, I can't really think of any time in golf when a rules official has just come over on their own I mean, I'm sure there is. Oh no, obviously, but like, uh, I guess like whenever there's like a rule, like a score change on a hole because of a penalty or whatever, but like, I don't know. Apparently someone who was like a tour, um, yeah, your dog's really upset about this ruling too. Yeah. He's like, what are they talking about? (laughs) But apparently like someone who else was like a rules official called the, the other rules official. And then that's why she stopped it. But like, it was just ridiculous. Like it wasn't really something that the players who were standing there could see, um, I just, I think it's ridiculous and even more ridiculous than just that, that ruling and, and over eager rules official is anyone suggesting that the United States should have any way, shape or form conceded the next hole. Like that is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, at the end of the day, I know it's golf, but it's like, it's competition. You want to win. You want to win. You want to win. And it's just kind of like. And half of golf is you just not breaks. breaking the rules. Like, yeah, no yeah. rule. Yeah, I mean, you get good breaks, you get bad breaks, and it was yeah. just a bad break for them. And there's no way they should have conceded the next hole to then make it all fair. It's not. I don't. I don't like that. I hate I, that. Yeah, and I do. I do genuinely feel awful for Team Europe. Like, yeah. I think like there. I did not know that rule. I mean, did you know that rule that if it's anywhere near the hole, you can't like pick it up if it's hanging over and not going to fall in? Like, did you know that? No, I I had no idea. So I don't think that um, the other two girls that were there would have known. I mean, they they, they in no way like picked the, I, I just, I feel so bad that they had to like be on that end of that. But at the same time, like when people are calling like anyone a cheater, like Nelly a cheater or any, it's like or cheating rules official. I'm like, that's an oxymoron. That doesn't work. So I, I don't know. I just think people need to, like I said earlier, take a Xanax. <laughs> I will say that when I was doing match play, I really hated when my competitor would pick up my ball for me. 
Really? I hated that. Like, I really hated that. Like, I wanted just to pick it up myself. Like, I, I don't care if they're like, that's good. But I just felt like it was such a, especially if they like won the hole or if it was tied and they're like, that's good. And they like pick it up and hand it to you. I just, I hated yeah. that. Like, don't touch my stuff when we're like competing against each other. Yeah. So I would probably would have just been irritated that she touched my golf ball before. Like, so that's. I'm so lazy that I would have no interest walking that 50 feet from the, the side <laughs> of the green over to the hole. I'd be like, give it to me, Cowan. Like, we're good. Thanks. Cause I was thinking like, if I was in that situation and it looked like it was hanging on the edge, I probably would have wanted to wait the 10 seconds. Yeah, I think, but it really, like they zoomed in with the camera. It was, and it was yeah. I mean, they just, there was no, unless someone came up and like a seagull came up and was like peck 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 and he go oh like you know i don't know it just it was it was unfortunate but now everyone knows the, the, the rule i mean golf has the worst rules of all time they're so confusing and so convoluted it's just like they're vague at i don't know i just don't understand them half the time it's just like in this certain situation you have this and then this and i'm like i've never read the golf rule book cover to cover yeah i've tried and i'm like something weird going on here I don't get this <laughs> I'm like no I'm, I'm done I um, I will say that when I was trying to find the information for the Solheim Cup it was very difficult really nothing there was really like laid out easily for people to find like when the tv when it's gonna be on tv who's winning the results none of that I was out when they were playing um one of the days and I went online to try to find the results. I could not find the results really anywhere. And I went on their website, the official website. They didn't have live results. I went to so many places that I couldn't find the information. Wow. You type in PGA tour and you have all the scores like live streaming, everything you could ask for were laid out perfectly right there and they didn't have that for the Solheim Cup and it just I don't know who that would be on but if you want to get more people into watching women's golf you need to have it be easily accessible and it really wasn't at all at least for me yeah I think um that is a good point I hadn't tried to look because I I had seen it on golf channel like I wake up early and usually try to throw the Euro tour on so I was pleasantly surprised on a Friday morning when I woke up early and the Solheim cup was on at seven or eight o'clock and I was like this is awesome so it was it hadn't just kind of been on all day which is great but I think they I didn't really see anyone like tweeting out like here are the schedules and here's this and that which would have been great because I every time before a PGA tour event I see where I'm streaming it before I see you know where it's going to be after like and then where it's going to be if there's a playoff you know so it is it's it's, it's a shame that an event that has been so great as the Solheim cup. They have a lot of fans out there this week. A lot of people are watching it. I mean, I think more people are watching than the tour championship and for fans not to be able to find the results or find the information that easily that it's, it, it kind of defeats the purpose of having like a great event that, you know, it's great. The people there are enjoying it, but what about the people that aren't there and, you know, want to support it and want to watch it. Um, yeah. But do you think that they should have moved the Solheim Cup to next week. So it would have been the only golf event on TV. Mm. 
compared to having it be the week of the tour championship? Yeah, I was curious because it's the same week as the tour championship and the Corn Ferry Tour finals. Like it's just, it doesn't make a ton of sense. Now, I don't know when the Solheim Cup was scheduled to be played in Toledo. Like, I don't know when yeah. they decided the date. I don't know if the PGA Tour schedule this year moved a little bit because of because of COVID. Like, I, I don't know. I need to go back and look. I think this, it would have made more sense for next week when there is no golf going on to have like the Solheim Cup so we can, you know, focus on it. But having the holiday finish, having a Monday finish where all eyes are on the Solheim Cup, I think that is really cool. Like, I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching that today. How do you think that they can progress the LPGA tour to make it more of a maybe like positive viewing experience? I feel like the Solheim Cup has been very special and it has, you know, a very unique feel to it. But when I watch certain LPGA events, it's just still a bit boring to me. I like the commentators. I don't feel like are as good. I just feel like it lacks a little bit where it's just not as presented as well as like the PGA tour. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely like the technological disadvantages or whatever that like the tours that aren't the PGA tour have, cause they don't have shot trace. They don't have whatever. They have different commentators that who knows why they're using so-and-so for whatever week. Um, but like, I like Grant Boone. I think he's adorable. He's funny. He like he says weird things and he just makes me laugh. So I do actually enjoy listening to Grant Boone. Um, but I, I don't really know what, the LPJ tour could really do any differently other than what they're doing, which is just giving us the best female golfers that there are to watch right now. And like, I, I think maybe one way it's like giving it a different time slot. And I know that that's an issue because three to six is, you know, PGA tour time slot. So on, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, from noon to three or from six to nine, like this is not good time slot. So it's just not, the time I really want to, you know, watch, like I'd rather watch it kind of midday or whatever. Yeah. I think getting more betting eyes on the LPGA tour is going to be the quickest way to increase their purses. Like, I don't know anything about business, but like, I know there's a lot of money in sports betting right now. And only last two or three months have I even been able to find LPGA tour odds on any of the sports books. So um, I think that's a good way just yeah. <laughs> get more legal odds and people will watch it. I mean, that's how you get me to watch baseball. <laughs> it's so. true it's always like the chicken or the egg discussion where it's like if we put them in better time slots are we going to see an increase in viewership or do you have to wait until viewership is up to then give them those time slots and it's like I don't know how to navigate that or to figure it out and they're always like well if this happens then this is going to get better but we have Nellie Corda who's a young mm-hmm. um you know really great American player number one in the world which they said we needed that for the longest time and it still seems pretty steady I don't feel like there's been like a big increase in women's golf since a lot of this has happened do you think there needs to be more kind of drama like the Brooks Bryson situation there's never any drama within the LPGA tour well or maybe there like, is but they don't sh- they don't talk yeah, about it they don't show say, it like, I like, always document hear it. drama with the caddies who gets jealous that so-and-so is going out with their caddy and they have a crush <laughs> on this caddy so they want to go out with them I'm like I can't keep up with it but um I don't know I don't know what they should do I mean I'll support them in women's golf no matter what like I've noticed yeah. a huge increase in support for women's golf especially the lpga tour and the young americans 
on Twitter, even like among yeah. a lot of um, our male followers, like there are people that are really, really into it. And so I think it's great. Like, I just think golf just needs to keep doing what it's doing. I think women's golf is I think it has some really exciting players right now. And I think people are going to want to watch that. Like you have the player who she swings like Rory McIlroy, like she is incredible to watch swing, you know? And it's, it's like, there's just so many talented, crazy athletic and just amazing athletes out there. It's just, it's, it's, I, I really hope that it gets the credit that it deserves, but maybe there needs to be a cultural shift among the tour and in, in cultural in terms of like thinking like how to put on tournaments or what to what you know with the different sponsors and stuff so I don't know maybe it's something that they just need to do and you know with the commissioner but I, I don't know yeah I feel like with the LPJ tour they want it just to be all about the talent of the girls who are playing and that's going to bring people in. And I think for the hardcore golf fans, that's definitely true. And I like watching women's golf because they're so incredible, especially around the greens and their short game and putting is just, I mean, and how they hit woods and hybrid. I mean, it's everything they do is so incredible, but at the end of the day, it needs to be entertaining too. And I think sometimes they're lacking the entertainment aspect of it and they don't want to ever lean into that side of things. And I think at times you have to, I'm not saying you have to do what I've done and really (laughs) over-sexualize these girls, but you know, what Netflix is going to do with the PGA tour off of like the formula one show, they're going to do something with that. The LPGA needs that. Like they need that more than the PGA tour. And that would be really great to like showcase the different sides of these girls and their personalities and, you know, what they go through day in and day out and getting to really know these people. Like that is what's important. I think that has always been lacking on tour. Cause it's like, just come watch us play golf. Just yeah. come watch us play golf. No, I, I want to watch you because I like you as a person and I, I respect your talent, but I need to know who you are. I need to, cause I don't even like watching the guys on tour. If I don't know them or if I don't know something funny about them or, <laughs> you know, the drama with them, like that makes me want to watch them even more root for certain players. And I don't feel like we have that as much on the LPJ tour. And, uh, Lisa Cornwell put out a very interesting tweet. She said, chew on this for a minute. Lexi Thompson has 11 LPGA tour wins and 74 top tens. Meanwhile, Patrick Cantlay just earned $3.6 million more in one week than Lexi has earned in her entire career. Lisa has had a lot of opinions this week. That is all I will say. Um, yeah, it sucks. The income inequality fucking sucks and it's it's terrible but you know what the aig women's open just had the largest purse in women's golf i remember five years ago or whatever when the u.s women's open had the largest purse in women's golf like the amount of women's golf we got to watch what was it like last year or two years ago commercial free women's u.s open commercial free like there are so many incredible things in women's golf and how many like so many incredible progressions but yet it's like the money still isn't there. I think betting, if you get betting sponsors, I think money might show up a little bit more with that, but I, I think it's a shame. I think the, the amount of money on the PGA tour is absolutely ridiculous. Like, I don't yeah, yeah. know why any one person needs to make $15 million in one week. Granted, if I was given the opportunity, I mean, I'd be all for it, but it's like, you know, I think Lexi Thompson's an incredible athlete who it just blows my mind that she's made three and a half million dollars less in her entire career than Patrick 
excuse me, Patrick Cantley did this entire week, but I just think like harping on stuff and being like, and pointing out like just the different sides of the spectrum doesn't always achieve the results. I don't think it's always like a man woman issue, you know, either. I think this is a product issue. If you look at the products, you're Mm -hmm. not going to make as much money if your product isn't as good or as desirable and I think it goes back to what I said about broadcasting or entertaining putting yeah. more effort in and then it goes back to again you know the chicken well do you need money to make it better and then do you need this but there's so many things that they could do on social media which I don't feel like they've utilized mm-hmm. and that's always been you know a, a big problem for me it's like you can live stream it you can get mm-hmm. more influencers involved you can do things but they don't want I don't feel like they really want that kind of help and i i hate these videos where they force these tour players to wish the girls good luck it just doesn't sit right with me mm-hmm. i almost feel like they're doing it because they feel like they have to do it and it just doesn't seem very like genuine or authentic and i don't like how it's like you have to rely on them to get people to you know go watch the solheim cup I didn't like that this week where it was like all of these tour players were like, good luck to, you know, team Europe or team USA. I'll be watching. That's not a good social media campaign to drive people over to watch the Solheim cup. You You know what is though is Bubba Watson being there with his wife, Angie supporting the U S team. I don't know if he's posted all about on social media or not, but like, you know, just seeing the pans over of, of Bubba being there to support the team. Yes. Yes. That's where that's, that's what, that's what, that's what is more important. Like, you know, you can wish them good luck all you want on social media, but Bubba's literally there, like with his family supporting them and helping out. And so I think, um, I feel like women's golf is always belittled and just treated like a second-class citizen. And it just upsets me because like, I never really knew that there was like gender inequality until like college. Like I literally have always just been treated like a dude or just like a human you know I've never we grew up in a like a male dominated community yeah. where so you know dude. just used to it yeah mm-hmm. so I just I don't know it just makes me sad because like I so badly want to see the LPGA tour on level playing grounds with the PGA tour the way you know WTA and um the the UTA or whatever the tennis um uh, people are but it's just it is what it is well, and again, you're right. I mean, if you look at tennis, um, it's equal. I think people like watching the men just as much as they like watching the women. Um, you look at USA soccer. Everyone is all for women's soccer. No one really cares about, you know, her men's soccer team. So again, it's not like I like watching men. I don't like watching women. It's making the product more desirable. And so when Lisa puts something out like this, it's not factoring in everything that matters. And it's basically saying like all women are treated terribly. And, you know, and I think we do have our setbacks and there are things that we have these hurdles that we have to cross and it's not easy. I know you probably feel it as a woman in the sports betting community. It's really fucking hard Mm -hmm. when you have the best picks or the best takes and no one ever takes you seriously because you're a woman. Or people and try to explain to you what you're doing as if I haven't been involved in golf for 21 years of my life. Like I'm young, but like golf has been my life for a really long time. Don't fucking tell me like what I already know. Like well, you're I, a good player too. Like you're, you're a good player. Thank and- you. It's just, it's like, I mean, I'm not you, you know, I'm not, I'm not like you. I'm not like, you know, the girls in the LPG tour, but like 
I know what I'm talking about. And it translates into betting too. Just like you, like you, you know what to look for in these golfers. And there's a lot of people that it's like, they're like, oh, well, I don't have your job. So I hate you. And I'm going to send like my cronies after you. And it's just like, okay, just because you're a dude whose tits are bigger than mine doesn't mean you should have my job. Like, congratulations that you think you should have my job, but you fucking shouldn't. So stop bullying me and just how did I get on this topic? <laughs> no, but, just but, me off. no, but it's, it's true though, because we'll, I will see it all the time where guys will, you know, come at me for golf instruction or betting picks or really anything, but they'll take advice from some guy who slaps around a one Oh five. And I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? No. Seriously? You're going to take that person's advice. And I don't think that being a good player always correlates to being good at your job with through like social media or betting but then it is a qualification for us which is not fair it's like someone tried to make me feel bad for only having one pro win I'm like are you fucking kidding me seriously we're a professional and you want as a professional like isn't that good enough for them 100 so like I do see how there are setbacks for women and male dominated industries and you know it is what it is but we've overcome it We've done what we need to do. We've had to be creative. We've had to do things that are out of the box. Maybe the things that I don't always agree with, but how I've had to build my brand, but I did it because I had to do it that way to be successful. Same for you. And I feel like with the LPGA tour, they need to be more creative with what they're doing and, um, making it the best product they could possibly make that and bringing people in who can help and who want to help. Because I think we all have a very similar goal and we want to see the women on LPG tour make as much money as the guys. We want to see it be an equal product and everyone wants that. So let's make it happen. Let's do yeah. that. But it, it, we need to be w- then welcomed in by the tour to be able to help. I, I've offered my help. They didn't want my help. Fuck and them, you know, it's like, it's when you see something like that, or, you know, certain girls being, you know, very mean to me because of the way I built and they said I I can't talk about the tour it's like well that's you know three million people that are now missing out on something because you have you know you just don't like me as a person and Mm -hmm. I think that maybe that's happened with other people or other celebrities or other influencers who've wanted to help them so I just hope like moving forward they have more of an open mind and are willing to try things that are different and they might work they might not work, but it's doing something different. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and, uh, and expect a different result. Yeah. No, I agree. I think like right now the product is kind like, I think it's there. I think there's so many incredible players from across the globe playing every single week on the LPGA tour. And I just think like the the package that at least in the u.s that they put out needs to be improved in some way shape or form like maybe go and see what they're doing in japan and korea because women golfers there have fan clubs they're superstars <laughs> like they are treated with the respect that they deserve and like i i don't know what are the i need to watch broadcast see what they're doing like because they're obviously doing something right over there and i think like it needs to you know kind of translate to other places in golf yeah, I mean, you're 100% correct. The players are doing everything they need to be doing. They're yeah. playing amazing golf. A lot of them are very active on social media, and it seems like they're really trying to do more. So it's, you know, the next people up need to do what they need to do to make 
it even better, a better view experience for everyone else. And to find the, the information, like on your website, have the fucking results. Like I want to see the results. If I'm going to the official Solheim Cup website, I want to see the results. Like that's, that takes no energy to do that. You know, you just, you got to figure stuff like that out. And that's a huge miss. That's a huge miss. No, I agree. Oh gosh. Wow. Well, that was... <laughs> more heated than I thought we would get. Um, but you know, it, I mean, we all face our struggles and it, it's definitely difficult at times. And I think we all want to root for women's golf and have it be successful. Yeah. And I mean, there are great strides. Like there has been a lot of things in the last like three, five years that I'm like, women's golf is headed in the right direction. Like, that's great. I mean, even just, even the PGA of America taking over the the LPGA championship, right. And putting that behind it in KPMG, like KPMG does a lot of great stuff for women's golf. So I think they're on the right track. Mike Wan was a great commissioner. They're yeah. new commissioner now. Hopefully she's just as good. Like I, you know, I, I hope that like she's able to continue and, and improve the tour just as much as, as Mike Wan did. I mean, Carol Bivens put him back in the fucking stone age. Like she was just terrible. And then you oh get my Mike God, I fucking forgot about her. Right? I know how terrible that was. Right. And remember oh she wanted gosh. the players to tweet as they were playing golf in 2009. She wanted the LPG tour players to tweet in the middle of the round. And Christina Kim was like, you can S my D like that ain't happening. Or maybe she did do it. I don't know. Oh, I forgot about that. That's insane. (laughs) Well, Amanda, as always, thank you so much for coming on and talking everything golf. Uh, You're one of my favorite guests that we've on, and I hope that you enjoy kayaking in the future. (laughs) Thank you. I hope, you know what? I hope to see you again soon. I I always love being here. I always love getting to talk to you. So I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It blows my mind that you like talking to me, but here we are. Thanks again. (laughs) So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a couple other things. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. And I can't finish off this episode without talking about some college football. Ugh, and it's so good to have college football back. And even better was seeing fans in the stadiums. It just warms my heart just to see everyone so excited, so into the games. And I think everyone appreciates it so much more now after everything that we've been through. The energy, and this is just from me observing it at home, but the energy at these games just seem so exciting. And I can't wait to go to a game myself, hopefully soon. I need to make that happen because I want to experience a true college football game in a college football football city town <laughs> college town <laughs> that made any sense at all <laughs> speaking is hard uh but no i i mean i went to university of arizona and then transferred to san diego state so i've never really experienced like that sec type of you know like tailgate and a game and that's something that i've always wanted to do and especially now because like i said i just feel like everyone appreciates it so much more and everyone's so excited that football's back college football's back and to just like be at those games and that's something i've always wanted to do but we got to talk about the best game so far the notre dame florida state game went into overtime notre dame ended up winning 41 38 and you already know that i I was born to hate Notre Dame. My dad played football at Pitt. If I liked Notre Dame, I would have been disowned from my family. I mean, that's probably the worst thing that I could have ever done in my dad's eyes. And everyone's always like, Paige, does your does your dad look down on you? Or does your dad feel upset that you over-sexualize yourself and you post like half-naked pictures online? And I go, no, my dad doesn't care at all. At all. Like, not one bit. But if I told him that I was a Notre Dame fan, he would never look at me the same way. That is, That would be utter disappointment if I liked Notre Dame. I was born to hate them. And so it kills me that they ended up pulling this one out. It looked like they were going to run away with it for a little bit. Florida State fought back and ended up being an amazing game. Such a good game. We already know that... Notre Dame locked up a bull pick already just by winning once against Florida State. And I think it's Notre Dame fans, too, where <laughs> they act, like, as if these are, like, national championship wins in the way that Notre Dame celebrates. And, like, it's Florida State. It's, like, Florida fucking State. Like, you should be winning these games easily. These should be blowouts if you want to have a chance against any other of those top teams. Like, you would get destroyed right now. And so you can't be celebrating as if... These are huge, huge wins for you. It just proves that you're just not at the caliber that you need to be. So, <laughs> I, I mean, you got to talk about Brian Kelly in his post-game interview where they asked, like, what they did wrong, what they get better at. And he was like, you know, uh, we're always talking about execution and my players now need to be executed. And it was so cringy and so bad. I'm not just saying this because I am not a Notre Dame fan. I think even if I liked Notre Dame as a school or a program or the team, I mean, they do have pretty sick uniforms, not gonna lie. But 
I don't think I would ever be a Brian Kelly fan, and I'm not even sure that Notre Dame football fans really, truly enjoy Brian Kelly, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. And it was just such a bad attempt at humor. Obviously, he wasn't being serious, but it, it wasn't even like a, a deadpan, sarcastic kind of funny. It just completely missed the mark, and it went viral on social media. And everyone was like, did Brian Kelly just say he's going to execute? His entire team. I mean, not very Catholic-like, but um, what it was just it was just odd. I would say the Clemson Georgia game was also another really good game. I I'm backing Georgia a hundred percent this season. I think that Georgia is going to shock everyone and win the Natty Championship this year. I just feel really good about them. Their defense is incredible. Everyone was saying that it was going to be a really high-scoring game since, you know, the pretty good offenses with uh, Georgia and Clemson, but it ended up being only 10-3, so it just showed how good their defense is and how hard it's going to be to stop them. So, I like Georgia. I also just really don't want to see Clemson or Alabama win again. I, I just... <laughs> I don't want to see that, but I really, really like Georgia. I think Georgia is my pick to win the national championship for sure. We also have NFL coming up, which I'm very excited about. We've been talking about preseason for a while now, and I just can't wait to get into it. Uh, preseason's really hard to judge, you know, who's playing well, which teams look good. We, we know the usual suspects are going to play well this year. I'm still on the fence about how I think the Steelers are going to do. Big Ben actually looked really good in preseason. Our team looks solid, but then you have fucking Juju doing the, the crate challenge. If you don't know what the crate challenge is, they stack crates um, up in a pyramid, and he was walking over them. And I'm like, you can't, Juju, you can't be doing that. You can't be doing that. Like, we don't need that. So I think if Juju stays off the TikTok and if Big Ben can stay healthy, I think they're going to have a hopefully a pretty good season. Again, it's, they're such a streaky team where we saw this last season where they can win a ton in a row, and then when it really matters towards the end of the season, uh, it, they just can't get it done. And I don't know if it's just because uh, Roethlisberger is getting older, so you know when it gets more into the season, it's harder for him to compete. Uh, but I just – I. <laughs> I always hope for the best, but they're a hard team to watch. They're a hard team to uh, be a fan of at times, even though they have such a winning history. It's just you never know what you're going to get. Uh, but I believe in Tomlin. I love him so much. Like, I honestly love him so much. Um, with points bet, we have a couple really great boosters, so you want to get in on this. So it's the NFL Double Your Money Booster. Points bet is kicking off the football season with a special on-the-house booster Double your money if Tampa Bay throws for just one yard during the season opener on September 9th. I mean, that's like going to happen. So you might as well get on that one. And we're also doing no juice. So PointsBet is offering no juice spreads on NFL games for the entire month of September. What does that mean? So plus 100 odds on all games. So you bet 100, win 100, listed 40 hours before kickoff. Stop burning money with other books. Sign up with PointsBet today. 
So points bet is the only sports book that does no juice. So again, you guys want to get in on that. You can use my code page. That's P-A-I-G-E for all of that. Um, and it's just fun. Like I was talking about before, you can bet a dollar, whatever you want, just to put a little something on the game to make it even more interesting. But I think we're going to have a really good football season. Uh, I hope that there's no issues with COVID, which has always been a big topic of discussion, obviously, in 2020. And again, now with all of the um, vaccinations and it, I just I, I'm so tired of that being a storyline. And I know that it's it's important because it's a big global issue and we need to care about our health and state safety. But I just really hope that that's not always like the thing that's discussed and not made into something that's I don't, again, I don't want to say like bigger than it is because it is a really big problem, but I just hope that everyone is safe and doing everything that they need to do to protect themselves and hopefully we'll have an amazing season that's not um, set back by, you know, any outbreaks or um, just people being stupid. So yeah, so we have college football, NFL. Uh, I would say that football season is one of my favorite seasons and with golf wrapping up, it's weird we'll have the Ryder Cup left and then everything is going to be uh, football. And kind of what Amanda was saying earlier is that golf has been so exciting this year, but I'm I'm ready for a little bit of a break. It's hard to watch four days of golf every single week <laughs> for the longest time. And so it's going to be fun to just put, you know, all of my energy and time into uh, watching football. Again, I've just been really enjoying these college football games. I... I'm interested to see how the Steelers are going to do, but uh, that is all for today's episode. I want to thank you all for listening and hopefully you enjoyed having someone else on. It's not these solo episodes all the time. We'll do more of those, more guests, and um, we're going to be mixing it up a lot. So I know I always say that all the time, but we want to make the show uh, the best that we possibly can for you guys and always making it interesting, especially with so many different uh, seasons starting up soon. And um, that is all. So if you have any questions, you can email us at par at iheartradio.com or you can DM me on the Playing Around Instagram account. That's just the Playing Around podcast. So go check out uh, everything I have there, putting all content out there. You can email us. Um, we're always dying to hear from you guys from different topics to questions to really anything you want to ask me about. So uh, do that and don't forget to always subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And that is all for this week again. As always, thanks for listening and I will catch you next time. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. 
Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.